0: Hello, I'm Tracy Picard. Welcome to Stories from the Hub, a podcast by the Social Enterprise Greenhouse in Providence, Rhode Island. We would like to introduce you to Elizabeth Stone, director of BioSci Labs, an SCG community member, and a strategic partner.
1: Elizabeth Stone, and I am the director of BioSci Labs, a new uh, STEM incubator Base out of Providence. So can
0: you tell us first what STEM means?
1: Yes. Yeah, so actually we changed it to STEAM because oh, we really want to <laughs> include um, the artist in there. So we have some partnership with The Works, which is a co-working kind of collaborative space out of Providence, and um, we said it's science, technology, engineering, art. And manufacturing, we kind of changed the M to because the space we have is really great for companies to be able to scale up and we can provide kind of that clean manufacturing space for them.
0: Okay. So I guess when you're doing math, you don't really need a big space to do it.
1: Right, You just need like a calculator
0: and a piece of paper. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So we kind of changed it to the manufacturing part, which is great. Okay.
0: So how did you get into doing that? We
1: started actually in Quonset, so we had a facility in Quonset, and we really saw the need for startups to have wet lab space, I'm sure you've heard about that, but some wet lab space and space to kind of scale up and do their experiences outside of kind of the university setting, so somewhere for them to scale up and to do experiments in a lab setting, so people started coming to us in our Quonset facility, we had two units over there. And we originally thought people were only needed, like, a small bench space. We were like, yeah, this is great. We'll have, we'll, like, rent out and people can use, like, small bench space. And the first person that actually came to us out of Brown was like, how much, how can we use this entire space? So we kind of saw this tremendous need for, like, more scalable space. Mm. And so... We also have a couple spinout companies that we've been doing too. so we worked with um, BI Medical. They won the Rhode Island business plan competition and we realized that as soon as they got funding, we would outgrow the space like immediately in Quonset. So we started looking around. there wasn't really anything in Providence or at least anything that we could remotely afford, yeah. and especially in this kind of like cleaner manufacturing space. So we saw the um, GTEch, the old Gtech manufacturing facility in Coventry. It's huge. And yeah, it's huge and they were kinda of trying to get rid of it. So it was we got it for like a pretty good price. I mean it's a big building for us, but we got it for a good price. So we got that in February and we had the company that was looking at our old building. We helped them set up and build out a whole lab in there and they actually occupy our old facility and we moved to over to the new facility and We've been kind of looking to partner with SEG and uh, MedMates and other people to not duplicate kind of the services that we already Mm -hmm. have there, but to kind of be that, like, next step. So when people finish the SEG program or the networking through MedMates, they kind of have a place to go and grow. So we have a couple different aspects of it. We have a kind of co-working space so people can start really small. There's, I mean, one person can come in and start working on their stuff. And then we also have kind of like larger sections for people to kind of scale up because a lot of times people will start out in like the co-working space, but then they get four or five or six other people and they have nowhere to go. They have to go sign a five-year lease somewhere mm-hmm. and then they get funding or they outgrow that space and then they have to move again. And a lot of times they have to like duplicate their operations, They especially in this kind of med tech space. They have to keep their operations in one building ro- running while they set it kind of up in the new building and that's kind of a lot. Offer startups or small businesses. So, we're looking to kind of provide some of those on ramps like ISO certified facilities. So, it's really hard to get the ISO certification, but once you have it, you can kind of add other equipment in there very easily. So, we can kind of put some of these startups under our umbrella and add them to it.
0: What is that certification?
1: So, there's a couple. So, we have an ISO lab certification that we got. And then we're working on a ISO manufacturing certification. What does that mean? Um, so it means like if you were to get a product for for FDA or you're looking to do like third party testing for mm. some of your prototypes or products, the investors or the FDA and other people are looking for like it, have you done it in ISO certified lab or ISO certified facility? Other people that need it are like the bigger companies also need to do third party testing like the Johnson and Johnsons, the bios, and they look for facilities that are ISO certified. They need, like, the third-party testing to be an ISO certified mm-hmm. facility. So it basically means you follow a certain protocol to the standards and someone comes out and audits you that your standards are being followed to the protocol.
0: Um, so there's no, like, cats walking around or... Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then backing up a little bit, what does wet lab mean exactly?
1: So it's... Basically, it means there's a sink in the lab space, but there... Only wet lab space available right now is in the universities, and a lot. of, Yeah, there's no other wet lab space that people have access to. So people are driving to Cambridge and other places. And most of these entrepreneurs have like a day job that where they're making the money, right. and then at night or on the weekends they have to drive up to Cambridge or New Hampshire to get cheaper one. So we have we're building out four different lab spaces now. So we'll have a, a chemical um, lab space and analytical lab space we have like a maker space kind of there and then like a wet lab space so we kind of have four rooms that are already dedicated now but if people need it like we can build out kind of bigger spaces as well.
0: That sounds really fun. Yeah. Were you doing science work before?
1: I'm actually the business person so we work with a lot of the PhDs and the science and the doctors but I'm kind of more on the business end. I actually got my MBA from URI and kind of do the more business and less science So if okay. you start asking me super science <laughs> questions, I probably won't be able to answer
0: them. And are you from Rhode Island? I am, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like finding out how people, you know, ended up doing work in Rhode Island. It's always Yeah, so I
1: actually was working remotely um, out of the state in D.C. and other places, and I always kind of wanted to stay here. And help with I like the startup community I don't really want to work for a big corporation mm-hmm. so this kind of allows me to kind of be involved in a lot of the startups too with helping with I mean I helped the BI medical business plan writing and um, we're doing a new spin out right now called Pepper's Closet and they're focused on wearable goods that educate people on how to save the ocean and be more ocean steward and aware of the ocean they their different mm-hmm. designs so we're kind of helping them do an Indiegogo campaign right now so it's really awesome kind of being able to work with a bunch of different types of companies.
0: I appreciate the part where we often hear about Rhode Island people needing to go somewhere else to access services or community and the more we add to Rhode Island and Providence the more you know resources there are here and reasons for people to stay or come here.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. So I mean we're training people fabulously at the universities and mm-hmm. we're losing all of them. I mean, I helped teach an IP class at Brown University last fall. And every single one of them wanted to stay. Not a single one did. They all left. They all got consulting jobs out of Boston. Mm-hmm. and But they all wanted to stay. But there, there's no, like, spot to kind of put them. I mean, we'd love to be able to facilitate kind of that place for people to kind of continue doing their research and, and stay here. So. Right.
0: so as far as the community that you're building, are you seeing... People working together and kind of supporting each other and things like that yeah it's fabulous
1: so we have like some co-working space and it's great to even see people so we have some IP lawyers that are there that are helping Mm -hmm. people some patent attorneys we have some web designers but it's awesome when you see people kind of out in the open having conversations and other people will jump in and have other ideas on how (laughs) to kind of go to the next step but where us and SEG are also starting to do kind of collaborative events together so Mm -hmm. we're going to have kind of an expert or an industry expert kind of speak about something like um, getting a product to market or protecting your IP and then after that we're going to have an entrepreneur do practice their pitch because a lot of times people are looking for other places to be able to practice their investor pitch and then we're going to do kind of some like Product testing after people can do a little bit of the product testing, so we're hoping to launch that in the fall too.
0: Mm, that sounds fun. Yeah, is there any involvement with youth or kids?
1: So we've been talking a lot to. There's a there's a kind of a big initiative in Rhode Island now with the STEAM right. in the schools. So okay. we've been talking to Coventry about doing some programs there. Okay. In North Kingstown, we had some of the chambers come and visit, so we're looking, and then there's also. I forget the name, but um, there's, like, a STEAM group based out of Providence that really kind of integrates and works with the youth that we're looking to kind of partner with, too, to do some mentoring. Oh, Mentoring great. programs, yeah, because we definitely – that's huge, even in the engineering, So we have a lot of engineers there that mm-hmm. can help mentor them, and we have, like, a lot of equipment, too, like an SEM, which is electro-scanning microscope, so people can come and kind of learn how to use that. We have – Yeah, we just have, like, equipment that they can have access to Mm -hmm. and work side-by-side with, like, engineers and scientists. That's great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're offering classes right now to people, or that's about to start?
1: We're not offering classes, so we don't want to duplicate kind of what SEG is already doing. You guys are kind of doing a lot of the training, so we're looking to kind of be, like, the next step. So people get their business plan together and they're ready, but what about their prototype? Like, a lot Mm -hmm. of times in order to raise funds or go to the next step, they need kind of a prototypes some engineering input a space to kind of a bigger space to work uh, some lab space to do some more testing even to get some of the grants they need a non-university labs to kind of sign off that they're allowed to do their experiments there so we're kind of want to be like that next step and then also we've been looking to bring to how to bring some more capital here too so some Mm. more capital and funds for people
0: and is that happening
1: so, we've been talking to a couple people about starting like a VC firm kind of based on this startup community here. So, it's in the process, nothing happened yet, but we definitely see the need either through the VC or also through things like Indiegogo campaigns or um, Kickstarter. Or they have this new kind of way of re- not new, but fairly new kind of way of raising capital too. It's kind of like a Kickstarter, but instead of people giving like their products to people who donate funds, they get partial equity. So this uh, allows for people who don't have tons of money to donate to be able to participate in some of these startup communities. So we've been exploring kind of like different, different models like that to be able to mm-hmm. get some funds. It's like a very the, democratic
0: model, that yeah, participatory. Yeah. I wonder if average people were able to participate in science and, and engineering more, if it could help us be more curious about it. We
1: would love that. So we have a couple different ways for other people to get involved. So we also want to create like the kind of the support around it too. That's why we have like web designers there and IP attorneys. So we have a few like sponsor memberships. So we have a few companies. We have GTC, which does like, they do like prototyping, all the way from prototyping to manufacturing a product. So which is a great, because a lot of these companies need, Prototypes and have so they'll do that
0: for someone else. They'll make it.
1: So they're gonna have a satellite office at our place. Okay, right. So they're gonna have a satellite office at our place, and then we've also our one of our other sponsors is Contact Medical. So they do um, packaging and shipping and receiving, which is huge. Like these are things that companies need as they like get funding Mm -hmm. or are looking to grow, and we kind of want to create like one stop they can go to instead of them. The inventor's spending two months trying to find an accountant because they're not sure. And these are some of the things that we kind of, as we've spun out startups, gone through. Like, we've gone through, like, three accountants, and we finally found one that we really like now. But we kind of want to skip those steps for some people and kind of pre- create some more, like, on-ramp so they're not kind of struggling through all those things.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there any kind of financial literacy aspect, or are you just kind of helping people to, you know, refer and recommend?
1: So we kind of want to bring the teams together more. So collaborate the teams together and facilitate with kind of putting it together instead of just handing them off to someone and recommending Mm -hmm. them. So kind of helping them once they've written their business plan to find management teams. Like a lot of times people need in order to even raise funds, they might have the science, but they need a business person to kind of connect with. So to kind of, not only be shopping out to investors but to also kind of shop these teams out to management teams to kind of help Mm. them bring this product to the next market and we really want to focus on developing products and getting them out into the market and technology and less on just research i mean research is great and all but they're doing a lot of that at the universities and we want to actually bring products that are going to Help other people and make a difference. I mean, we have the phones, and there's a new one coming out every six months, and we're progressing so far on things like the phones and the computers. But in some of the med tech worlds and others, it's we're using stuff from hundreds of years ago. Like, yeah. why are we still using that? So, kind of helping them simplify their product so that there's actually a product that's viable that they can get
0: to market. So, is there any specific product that you could tell us a story about? That's already happening right now
1: yeah so one of our test ones or like our first ones is bi medical so they we put them through the rhode island business plan competition first which is a great kind of resource we don't want to duplicate the resources that are already out there we'd rather use them so we put them through that but they actually originally started so they started out of brown and they were doing research to do on medical implants but they kind of had to simplify it because in order to do that, you have to get FDA approval. It's like three right. years. It's hard to get funding for that. You need test studies that are like ginormous, like impossible. So we kind of helped them simplify it into a market that they can get into right away. So And they originally, it was kind of created for disabled vets, so as permanent implants because a lot of them. Our amputees, so we looked right. into a market that we can get into kind of earlier. So they're going into the orthopedic market, and so a lot of times these the liners that they have put out this like tangent odor, they have problems with bacteria and all sorts of stuff. So we simplified it and kind of made it into an applicator that people can apply mm-hmm. onto directly onto their liner, and it stays on like a liquid band aid almost, it stays on for two mm-hmm. weeks. They reapply it every two weeks and that's kind of where they are to bring it to market and then hopefully in the future they'll be able to go into kind of like wound care and other stuff but mm. for now we're kind of trying to help people focus on like what is now today that you can bring to market. Mm.
0: So you're taking all these smart people and helping them with the business skills to kind of cut out the fluff yes. and focus on what actually makes sense and then once they've prototyped that they can then move on to... The next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Right.
1: And even just dumbing down the science, sometimes it's hard for the scientists to make it into, like, language that an investor or someone else can understand. Mm Because a lot of times, I mean, they're the smartest ones in that particular subject, but you have to make it so other people can kind of understand it so you can actually get it out there. And with the business plan as well, I mean, they do want to see the science to back it up, but you kind of have to be able to simplify it enough to kind of explain for people to understand
0: And it's helpful when there's some kind of a story component. You know, I love bringing... I love data. I mean, it's so great. But having some kind of a narrative to help people connect to it is more helpful when you have funding. Yeah. So what is, in terms of the environment, is there like an environmental impact with this type of stuff? What are you guys doing to keep that, you know, safe and good?
1: So... For most of, like, the ISO certifications and standards, we have to follow, I mean, for all of our lab protocols, we're following environmental, like, we don't flush anything down or anything like that. We're actually looking at getting some solar on our building as well, and we're talking to people about doing some vertical farming within the facility. Yeah, as well. So, we're, in that way, kind of trying to make sure.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a huge roof. Like you could put so many. Yeah, and and, and it's
1: flat too. It's yeah. Pretty fabulous. It's like yeah. this giant flat roof, and we have some land around it too. I would like right. love to do like some the greenhouses and whatever.
0: Mm. Oh, imagine like. if you had like that. like you'd have like an herb farm, and then people could you know experiment with that. That be yeah, because
1: really we have like a pretty large cafeteria kitchen in there. It holds uh-huh. like ninety-two people. So, yeah, so we would love to be able to kind of utilize that, too. I mean, we don't want to do Hope and Maine kind of, like, right. like, the same thing, but we would love a startup to come in there and, like, make some food for the people there and mm.
0: everything. Wow, like oh, that's that. a so, great idea. Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, so we're looking for trickle. some kind of, like, some kind of, like, anchor tenants sort of to start to take up some of, like, some a little bit more established companies to take up some of the larger spaces to kind of help us with the overhead because it is fairly large, Undertaking for us to move <laughs> yeah. into such a big building, and then we kind of have the the co-working space and the uh, co-networking events with SEG that we're doing.
0: Could you tell us about a couple of upcoming events? Are they scheduled? So we don't have
1: the exact dates for them yet, but our first one's going to be the end of September, okay. probably the last week of September. But I can definitely.
0: Maybe you could let us know how people can. Learn about that, maybe they can get on a mailing list or. Yeah, so send on our email. website
1: on com, mm-hmm. automatically when you kind of go to that page, it pops up, you want to sign up for our mailing okay. list. Okay, so I'll send that. That's out, easy? Yeah, information on that.
0: And can we follow you on social media?
1: Yeah, we have um, a Twitter, an Instagram, and a Facebook
0: page. It's yes, BioSci. BioSci.
1: Okay. Yeah, Biosci Labs. Okay. Yeah.
0: Then my last question, which I love asking my interviewees, is what is inspiring you right now?
1: Well, I I guess I'm really passionate about kind of seeing products actually go to market that are going to impact the world. So mm-hmm. I want to educate people on one thing. So like the Pepper's Closet is one of my, one of my passions in startup now. Like a lot of people are unaware of what the ocean does for us. Like every other one of our breaths comes from the ocean. Like it has such a big impact on our life, but I think because a lot of it we can't see people are kind of unaware of what we're doing that impacts it so I love the educational kind of component and want to be able to kind of make science accessible to everyone around and educate them for it and then really I mean I want to see kind of the Rhode Island community thrive and more startups and um, be able to help kind of provide some of that on ramps and at least facilitate
0: some of the uh, startups here. Well, thank you so much for telling me about this and I'm really excited to see it grow. It seems like you're really in the early phase and there's so much potential.